The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Winners and sinners on the Hard Shoulder. Yes, that's right. Keith Walsh is with me, the writer and broadcaster. Alison Curtis presented Weekend Breakfast on Today FM. The winners instead. Are you suitably ghoulish now with Halloween just around the corner? <laughs> oh, Keith, very good. Yes. No. I bought two more pumpkins yesterday. Wow. We're up to four now. Are they all carved? Only one. So the other three and are just are you, uh, do you a classic carver? Like just kind no. of pointy eyes and sharp teeth? Or do you kind of go in for... That's so basic. <laughs> no, I went Ouch. for uh, Stranger Things a few, few years ago as well. So carved a little window and wrote the alphabet like on the wall. <gasps> so yeah, no, I haven't quite decided what I'll do with the other Wow. Ones, so so yeah. what have you done with the first one? Uh, I did another emoji. <laughs> I might have done another... Poo emoji. emoji. No. John thought it was funny. My dog thought it was funny. So, Everybody yeah. think that's that you have to do that. Alison, like <laughs> that's she thing. always does that. She always <laughs> does that. Yeah. And if you don't do it, people come around your house and go, Oh my god, you've ruined Halloween. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, it's fun. Keith? I not, don't really You're not in the zone. Oh, no, I don't you're not in the Halloween. I zone. love the two, three hours when the kids start coming around and I just make them sing songs for their sweets. So. Oh, they don't do that anymore though. Well, they should. You make them. You yeah, make I'm like, them what are you what are you gonna do? What's your yeah. party piece? And sometimes they'll do a little poem and sometimes they'll sing a bit of a song and then forget the rest of the words and then that'll do me. But I just I just like or to a sort joke. Of, a joke. We get lots of jokes. Jokes are good, yeah. yeah. I just like to kind of annoy them. Really. You make them perform for yeah, you. Dance you know? monkey. Yeah, and then some of them are like just, you know, amazing dancers. They do something amazing. And, like, and do oh you God. give them uh, the volume of sweets you give them? Does it depend on the quality of the performance? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like so I there's feedback. So yeah, like, like I give candy them vi- vitamins, raisins, um, some orange juice. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Old coins. Oh, yeah. What okay. are yours dressing up as? Uh, they went to school today, so a killer clown and <gasps> a zombie cheerleader. Like oh, it. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love the one, like with my children at a certain age, it was like dead uh, pupil, dead yes. runner, dead, you know, yeah. zombie. Like anything that is a zombie and you can just dress up. You'd be like a zombie radio presenter. <laughs> yeah. Well, my son went a couple of years ago as a zombie farmer. And it was very hard to, uh, like... What, what's a farmer look like? Unless they're in a tractor, they're just someone wearing jeans and a shirt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be we brown. didn't have an old New Holland he could drive into school on. So Brown shoes and blue jeans. Yeah, well, like, but so we just kind of, I just found clothes and cut them up and covered them in blood. And, uh, you know. He was just a zombie. Yeah. Basically. He could have done wellies and a bit of straw or something like that. Then he's, then he's a zombie scarecrow. Oh, yeah. No, you don't want to be a zombie yeah, scarecrow. No. When you dissect it, you're right. It is quite challenging. And he's a big farmer now as well. We're talking hundreds of acres here as well. <laughs> Keith, you know yeah. what I mean? He's not some, some you know, doohickey farmer. Just put a prawn sandwich in his hand or something. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, there'll be lots of Halloween talk uh, over the weekend and uh, into next week, I'm sure. So listen, we will, we will get uh, into matters much more important. Alison, your winner of the week. Is Donegal. Because it was voted one of the best places to travel in the world for 2024. In fact, it was number four in a list. So that's exciting. And they basically, it was Lonely Planet, and they said, best place to travel, ranked number fourth, described it as purely wild with a big with a big heart. So purely wild with a big heart. And I would agree. Donegal is one of the first counties I went to when I first moved here in 1999. And I just... Because it's the closest to Canada. Yeah, closest it's to Canada. Just you arrived. <laughs> because to me, it was like the most, uh, it was the most strikingly different to anything I was familiar with in Canada. And yeah, the coastline is 
on like it's you know unspoiled. It's remarkable. That's what they write about it, and it's just wild. Like it is the wildness mm. is what I love about it, and I love. I've talked about this before on the show. I love wide open spaces, and I love being in the middle of nowhere and nature. And Donegal ticks all those boxes. And considering it was a global. Uh, situation they're ranking all the places around the world to get number four is really good really really good and it'll bring people to the area do you still go up there I haven't in a few years, but I did three three summers ago, oh, and right, I loved okay. it. Yeah, Keith, do you ever go on holiday? We never. Donegal's too far away from Kilkenny. Yeah, it's too <laughs> much of a drive. I think like there's like Canadian and nowhere in Ireland is far. Yeah, you see, yeah. you would drive for hours and be like, oh, we're near, you know, this yeah. is great. What a short trip. But uh, <laughs> I, I, Donegal, I've never really explored. I mm-hmm. have to say, but I've been to Donegal town, and I've been. I think that's it, really. So Letterkenny. Letterkenny is that the town? No, no there's a Donegal there's town. There's a Donegal town. There's, yeah, yeah, there's Letterkenny. I'm more a sort of a Connemara man myself. I like the mm. I like the rocky, rugged, uh, slanty trees and uh, well, you know the wild stone well. walls. It's probably similar. Uh, possibly a bit too wild you know what I mean I like to get stuck in the traffic in Galway first you know spend five <laughs> hours there and then eventually you know it's, it's more rewarding when you get there that's kind of like your methadone coming from the east of the country that there's still you know you know that there's traffic jams not too far away from you yeah Colorado. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you need them kind of you, you're, can you're, get, you can get a fix you're never more than a kilometre you've been to Donegal though haven't you uh, you know I have only been to Donegal a handful of times I was never in Donegal before doing this job it's like right. Moon Coin. Uh, it's, it's like Mooncoin <laughs> that is the absolute <laughs> no offence to Mooncoin let's be careful about who we offend here Kilkenny. guys but I, but I was somewhere Mooncoin. recently it's very civilised it's a suburb a satellite city of Waterford it's beautiful yeah. uh, well, I was somewhere recently and, I, and, the, and, the per, and whoever was a foreign person was saying oh my god it's beautiful and I said yeah no it is beautiful because the sun is shining yeah. but like when it's raining and grey and cloudy it's absolutely horrible and like all you're looking at is But fields. that's anywhere. That's anywhere. I know, but like especially so Ireland. My husband hadn't been to Donegal either until we started dating. And at one stage, the station that I work with had a smart car, like one of those little tiny ones. But oh, it was, yeah. It was a left-hand drive. So I was the one that wanted to drive it. <laughs> we went in the middle of winter and hit an ice patch. And I always remember we slid into Letterkenny, but sideways. And it didn't matter because the car was so, <laughs> so small. small. <laughs> and I went into a parking spot and I'm like, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but he had never been either and I was amazed I was like you live in Ireland but see it's the I know it's look people in Donegal agree with it it's the it's the transport network yeah. it's the road you know? like I said if you take Dublin it's probably equidistant like as the crow flies to Cork and Donegal yeah. not in a huge difference Mm. Cork, you just cruise down the motorway. Yeah, easy to you get know? to. There's no trains to Donegal. Like I think that's a that's yeah. That's what's going to keep it so Same. wild. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's people. a good thing. Anyway, but, that's but, my winner. But I do think week. there's families that go like if we were a Kerry family. Do you know what I mean? So mm. I think it depends on your yeah. family, like where you go, and you know, like everyone has different places. So, you know. so Keith, what's your winner of the week then? My winner of the week is sort of resilience, I suppose. Uh, I was watching Harry Maguire uh, during the week, and I'm a Manchester United fan, and he scored a header to uh, win the game in the Champions League for Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Don't have to get into the details, but he has been through a lot as a footballer, especially with the club, because with England, he's got 60 caps. And they love him, and the manager loves him. He's great, but with Manchester United, the fans don't love him and didn't love him for a long time. But they was ch- he, he wasn't as good as they hoped he would be he when they signed him from Leicester. Is that kind of ultimately what? It came yeah. Out? Now my son is a big football fan, and he, he he probably knows more than me. And he says yeah. sometimes when Harry's up against sort of like maybe a Brazilian fast foot, you know, yeah. uh, smaller sort of like skillful player, he can't move his feet quickly enough, and he can't turn his body quick enough, and he hasn't mastered the sort of the like Paul McGrath would master the distance between him and the player so he'd never get caught. Do you know what I mean? Yes. He was clever. He could read the game better. So Harry 
Harry's getting better, I think. And I think the United fans certainly appreciated his goal the other night. So I'm delighted for him. Resilience is the thing. And he just stuck with it and he's still there. And he doesn't look like, I'd say he'd be there. I mean, there was some stat that like they mostly, 60, they won 60% of the games they won was with Harry Maguire on the field. So we just need to revisit that. And on, and then I was thinking about Johnny Doyle, who plays for Kildare, who uh, he played in the Kildare Intermediate Club Final. Mm-hmm. And he scored three points. How old is he? He is 41. Wow. Oh, no, he's 45. Uh, so Johnny's 45 and he played with his club, uh, Alan Wood. They won the intermediate final and he's part of the uh, Kildare management team set up as well. But yeah, he scored three points, got man of the match. He's still going. He's as fit as a fiddle. And uh, I, I think that's impressive. fantastic. Yeah. And while I was on, I just said shout out to Cora Staunton who retired from Aussie rules. And this has turned into local radio. You can't just start shouting out people but I couldn't for, just for being in intermediate club finals and, and retiring from playing I don't know sport I, abroad. I just think it's it's just brilliant because <laughs> I always said to my daughter when she played football, I said, don't worry about getting to an age and giving up because mm-hmm. you didn't make the minors or you didn't make county. Or you didn't. I said, That's a sport for life. So just play for as long as you can. Whatever you win is a cherry on the, on the cake. Do you know what I mean? Just mm. find a sport for life. And this is what these people have done. And it's great to see it. So well done, guys. Brilliant. Yeah. Coming up, uh, the uh, death notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. Yes, I don't need to tell you that is the Friends theme tune, but maybe I do. Maybe younger listeners don't know. Uh, Keith Walsh is still with me, as is Alison Curtis. Alison, this is your Sinner of the Week. Friends. I know. I'm going to be like a naysayer here. Mm, and the reason why okay. Friends is back on the radar for me is twofold. One is there's the pop-up in The Point in Dublin, and everybody seems to be going there. So it's an interactive experience, la, la, la. The second reason is my daughter, who's 12, is started at the beginning and is watching it. But... Every time an, a scene or something happens, I go, you know, that's, pro-, and I'm about to say problematic. Mm. And Joan goes, I know, problematic. But my God has not aged well. Really? No. Give us a few so, examples. So there's many. So one is this undercurrent of the jokes about uh, Monica's weight when she was oh, younger. Yeah. So all oh, of that yeah. is really distasteful. Then there's the, you know, transphobic slant on Chandler's father being a you know, trans woman mm. at the time. A great opportunity to actually probably educate people on it. Didn't happen. Uh, third is Ross and Rachel. And Ross is just such a drip. is the worst character ever. But like their <laughs> he's relationship. Not, he's not problematic. He's just annoying. Uh, no, but their relationship was terrible. It was more like a parent and child. And the one episode, I don't know. Do you know it well then uh, you I would have watched it all I would have seen every episode yeah because do you remember I the tattoo it. one do you remember Phoebe gets the dog yes so and and Rachel gets the tattoo but it was all hinged. and Phoebe claimed it was like the whole world yeah from her mother <laughs> her dead mother's view yeah. um, but so yes it had funny moments but so the the whole thing about the tattoo was it's, it was hinged on his approval and whether it would please Ross and you know Rachel was nervous how he would react to it and all that kind of stuff and stuff like when they were later in the episodes or seasons they were interviewing a male nanny and Ross actually turns to him and says are you gay 
And so it's all of that. And the Chandler and Joey relationship, which is like, oh, we like each other, but we're not gay. Like every time something came around about them being intimate or supporting each other, intimate as in, you know, friendship, it was very, very homophobic. So it's all of that. I was like watching it going, oh, my God. And then I started going, I really hate you, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> and does Joe, why does Joe, does she think it's funny? She's she's getting into it, but she does see it through the lens of someone who was born in 2011 and kind of was like, why are they making fun of that trans lady? Like, so she is seeing it through that lens. Yeah. But it's very like men did boy things, you know, girls like and there was a lot of like, you know, not crossing over. So if somebody did something they'd be like, what do you think? Am I like a woman? And you're like, mm. do you remember all of that? Not really, no. But I mean, like, now that you still, say it, I'm sort of like, I didn't, I wasn't a big huge fan. But I wasn't I, I an Uber, but it was a comfort show. So the re- yeah. And I'm surprised at how much of it I remember as well. It was one of those shows that over the years you go back to and kind of go, I've I'm gonna, got an hour, I'm going to watch two episodes. Yeah. But by God, it's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my children are starting to watch it now and seem to enjoy it. So I'm going to have to like look talk at that. To them. Yeah, I'm going to talk. Report well, back. Let's talk to them. And then what about cats? You know, smelly. They're, they weren't all smelly. Do you know what I mean? It just gives them a bad name. <laughs> she was probably the least. She was probably the most modern open yeah. character, Phoebe. It seemed very modern, didn't it? Like, they, Are we they, like our parents now, kind of, who would say, well, I'll tell you what, lions used to have these dancing minstrels. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Uh, We're woke. It's like uh, it's like The Simpsons and Apu, you know, and you're kind of, like, I watched, I was a big fan of The Simpsons. And mm. then, like, on in, in retrospect, you're like, oh, okay, right. That That's another great. thing. It was a very white cast as well. There was a lack of diversity. Well, Yellow. <laughs> well, yellow, but in yeah. Friends, I mean, oh, lack, yeah, of, lack of diversity. Oh, yeah, there was, yeah, they never actually, whatever the storyline, if, if someone went to a, a big TV network today and said, I've got this idea, it's these six Only friends white people. in New York, <laughs> and uh, they're all like you know, painfully middle class, and they're all white. Was there ever anybody that wasn't white, even a character? Yeah, um, uh, one of them. Julie, was Joe, who was Ross's girlfriend, she dumped him because she realized he was awful. And then there was uh, his last Joey girlfriend. Joey went out with, uh, remember Joey went out with a, um, uh, a woman and she was a paleontologist as well. No, Ross that was Hansen. Ross. No, but Joey yeah, oh, started right. going out with her. What's her oh, name? lads, you know too much um, of them. Oh, I can't remember her name. I know. Um, but that was an obvious introduction, kind of going, okay, now people are starting to notice this is only a white cast. Oh, my God, there's dark skinned people in the world. We'll yes. never insert one here into the story. So that's story my line. sinner then. All right, okay. Wow. So, friends. People don't like me for that, I'm sure. Sinner, but. all right. Um, <laughs> Keith, your sinner of the week. My sinner of the week is um, okay. So we're getting into the cold weather. Oh, we are. Um, and we really need to stop. People not, need to stop saying. And I'm going to say, mothers, fathers, parent types, guardians, stop saying that if you don't wear a hat or a gloves or a coat or a jumper or whatever, that you will get a cold because it's not true. You won't get a cold from being cold. I hope Joan's not listening. But do you, is this something you say? To make her wear you one. catch a cold. To make her wear one. But So, so it's just to make her wear yeah. one. But you don't believe it. No. No, because it would be much better if you told her, actually, if you touch off a railing on the bus or and if then you're lick into your it, hand. don't lick your hands or bring some disinfectant wipes. Maybe we should all start wearing bus, masks. A, ma- a man on the bus once asked me to move upstairs because he, uh, because I was coughing. Oh. And this is oh. way pre COVID. What people think, but well, that maybe is slightly reasonable. This is maybe 10 years ago. Were you coughing into your elbow? No, I was coughing right on top of him. No, I wasn't. I was <laughs> coughing into my hand, I guess. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. This maybe is that was the elbow real coughing. Reason. Elbow coughing wasn't a into thing. Into your elbow. Either. Come people on. People cough into their hands, so they used to. Yeah. And I was coughing into my hand, and he just said, um, 
Sorry, would you mind moving upstairs? I don't want to catch your germs. But why did he move it. upstairs? Is that well, like upstairs the coughing level and downstairs? <laughs> yeah, I know, he wanted everyone else. Now, he was... I, upstairs for coffers. He was in a wheelchair. He could have been immunocompromised The coffin ship, you remember them? It but, was, uh, we sent all the coffers away. To, yeah, the coffin ship, of, yeah, the coffin level. Um, yeah. But I, Mike, how did you feel about it? I felt a bit annoyed about yeah, it, Keith. Yeah. I'm still annoyed about it. Yeah. It was yeah, 10 years ago. 10 years you know ago. What I mean? It's good. Get and it out. Because I just felt like, fair enough if you're immunocompromised. What are you doing on Dublin bus? You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. Everybody else is just breathing out whatever germs they have. The yeah. fact that I'm just expelling them at a bit more kind of acceleration isn't going to make a like big difference. you to breathe it in. Generally, we, we were in Japan 2002 <sighs> anyway. and everyone was wearing <laughs> you know. masks then. So yeah, it's like, it, it's not a it, In Japan, they idea. just wear masks yeah, and they're aware a, of... It's a courtesy don't, thing. They don't, they don't want to get a cold. Do you, do you, do you, you tell say anyone? to your kids though, put on that or you'll catch a cold? I've never said you'll catch a cold. I just said you'll be cold. You'll be cold. If you're standing on the sideline, you're going to a match or whatever, you're going mm-hmm. to school, you'll be cold. Mm. And then they just, and then I let them not believe me and then come home cold and then they'll wear the coat the next day. Oh, they'll learn. Oh, my <laughs> God, they'll learn. There is an argument, though, that being cold then makes you more susceptible to catching a cold. So, I that mean, your immune system mm, may be Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're, kind like, of, if you're, you're worn down. If you stand out in the cold in your underpants, that's not a good idea. You'll probably get something at, at some stage. But particularly if, it's, if it is, as you say, going to a match. Yeah, you know, people frown on that. It's not against the rules, no, but it's kind of frowned upon. It is frowned upon. Do you know yeah. what? I think your sinner should be the children that don't want to wear jackets. That should be your sinner. But but my lots of children don't want to wear jackets. Why is that though? Because they don't need them or they don't like the... It's okay. Like if you... they they It's okay to be hardy. Do you know what I mean? You don't always have to wrap up. It's okay to just go out and be cold and come in and, and be If warm. Joan is listening, she's going to say, I like that man on the radio to be my dad <laughs> yeah. now, please. <laughs> so the reason, so the re- many reasons that we get colds, and it's because of pathogens. Obviously, yeah. it's because more people are indoors, so they're closer to each other, and the windows are closed. Mm. Uh, the windows are closed. Schools are back, obviously, and that's why people are getting colds. And uh, it just the low humidity dries out your nostrils, people. <laughs> that's a lovely thought, isn't it? At least, or at least you're consistent. So uh, my wife asked me to put on a coat. I say you don't catch a cold from being cold. But yeah. then I tell my kids, your children will catch a cold. Yeah. From yeah. Put on a coat or you'll catch a cold. Give them wipes or you know disinfecting yeah. wipes. Tell See, them to wear. They're not. They're not worried about being cold, but they would be worried about being sick. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just don't. don't know. Children leave the house. You know, it's just yeah, you <laughs> safer. It's just, it's just safer that way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, those are our sinners of the week. Uh, the TV show friends and uh, people who say <laughs> you'll get a cold <laughs> if you. Don't wear a cold. How do you sum that up? Yeah, I don't know. Wrap up or you get a cold. I think you sum it up. Catch. Keith is a bit uptight about how people get sick, I think. Catch it. How do you catch a cold? Come on, people. Anyway, anyway. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk. You're welcome back to The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock, and you know what time it is. It's the last bit of the show. Ignition sequence start. This is the last bit of the show. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Yes, Alison and Keith are still with me. Um, so, Alison, I understand driver aggression is... Yeah, it's been on my mind. On your radar. Yeah, this week. I mean, you drive a lot every day. And yes, every yeah, day. Up and you down. drive a lot. I I do as well. Mostly, mostly in Dublin City. So I'm going to focus on Dublin City. I don't know outside of that. Okay. But I just think we, if everyone could just take a moment or a breath or a pause, and I think now I don't actually leave the house without something happening. And when I mean something, it's not a major incident, but it's like the person that honks on you, uh, honks at you as soon as the light goes green. You're like, oh my god, Jesus, how much faster could I have moved? Or the tailgating, or not letting you in. So it's just those little things that. 
I wish we weren't doing as a city collectively because then we'd move better. And then the other night, and also just, you know, be more cautious because it's getting darker earlier and all that kind of stuff. I was walking my dog and it was raining and I was struggling with her because she's afraid of everything. And I didn't look like someone who's having the time of their life. I'll say that much. And a car came up and they're just like, like, like aggressively looking at me going, would you hurry up? Or, and I was like, you can see I'm struggling. I look at, like an idiot. This small dog is pulling me across the road. <laughs> I've got rain and my glasses. All this horror. Just give me a moment. Like, I just think if we gave each other a moment, things what, would move. Like, what did he want you to do? Just move out of I was of in his way. way. He's losing a nanosecond. Like a second of a second he was losing. And he needed to get home to do something. <laughs> what Do you think as a driver that there's a gender thing. Or, no, I no. think I think it's a city thing it's just and I think it's a frustration thing. Mm. And I think I get it. You know, traffic is getting crazier. It's getting harder to mm. move anywhere in the city. People are getting frustrated. I don't even like traveling in the city by car anymore. I get it. But sometimes it's a necessity. And when we're all in it together, if we just go, okay, if I let that person in, that lane will move. And just think of others, I guess, instead of just, I'm just here as an angry little bullet trying to get home. Like, just think of others and it will be better. I noticed that when I'm in, uh, on, in the UK, that they mm. move onto roundabouts much faster. Like, they move into gaps much quicker. We're much more sort of a... We're a bit bit too polite. I know we're probably getting better or worse. I don't know which is better, you see now. <laughs> just like, like at roundabouts, we just they, they just go, 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 go. Whereas Ireland... Well, like, oh. my pet hate now, what people do at roundabouts in Ireland is they, they, they decide they're going to let you out when they have right of way. Yeah. Do you know, like you're, so they're you're just, kind of, everyone's not like they're, moving. They're kind of, I'll do a nice thing here yeah. and I'm going to yield to the person to my to my left. Yeah. And I I sometimes, it happens at the, there's a roundabout at the top of our road and it would happen and I just, I just stare at them and I just refuse to move. <laughs> and they go, there's that man off the radio yeah, staring they, at they, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, and they, I know they think they're doing a polite thing but society will cease to function. Everything, civilization <laughs> will collapse if people just So don't. are you an aggressive driver, do you no, think? No, I'm not. I'm not. Um, How fast do you get from? Uh, what's your... <laughs> I'm actually. I'm. I, my brother was given out to me for driving too slowly the other day. Okay. Oh. Yeah. You're a careful driver. Uh, I enjoy am, your I'm trip. A in more, the car. I'm a slower driver now. Yeah. I used to have a theory that you could drive five to ten percent above the speed limit without, and, and the speed yeah. vans wouldn't care. So that was my theory, and that's how I would set my um, my <laughs> yeah, five, uh, yeah yeah five five within five kilometers they wouldn't do you would they yeah well I had a kind of six to twelve kilometers once you were on the motorway oh wow <laughs> rule but I've abandoned that yeah good rule good. and I actually drive well below the speed limit now on the motorway and then people fly past you and inevitably do you know what happens. You meet them at the red cow. They don't make exactly. Any they're actually, and they're about five cars in front of you. But that's what I mean. That's why I talk about that. In like someone who kind of comes around you in a lane to get in front of you, yeah. and you're, they're only one car in front of you. It's like it's just nonsense. Like just take a beat. And like I'm not Zen master myself in the car always, but it's just it just doesn't it does not make any sense unless you're in an ambulance. Like just give people space. And you it is know. one of those things that's true. You know the stereotypes about New York because we were there a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It is true that stereotype that people beep. At just at a car that can't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, there's, there's someone at the back of a queue of traffic. There's a hundred cars in front of them. It none of them can move and beep, beep, yeah. beep. and well, on the like horn. That. Are we just too yeah. sensitive? Like are New Yorkers just like enjoying life and just being like, yeah, no, they're go. mad, oh, they're, they're angry, they're angry. Oh, they're and that's angry, what we're yeah. becoming like. We don't need that. I only notice it really when I drive my daughter's car, which is a little Fiesta, and I'm presuming people think I'm a a young driver and I think young drivers I get a lot of aggression from other drivers yeah, on the road they do seriously so yeah. sh- shout out to, shout out to younger drivers shout out to all my fellow young drivers <laughs> don't, forget to wear, don't forget to wear your coat if you're going <laughs> yeah, you, do. you might catch a cold uh, Keith um, who's your um, 
Final well, mention, sort of last a, bit of the show. Final mention. So I want to give a shout out to an Irish artist who is ripping it up. Her name, I, I don't know what she's ripping up things. Uh, Selavita Mai, she is a very exciting Irish rapper, singer and producer. So she grew up in Galway. Her parents are from Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, and she's the most exciting artist in the country at the moment. And she's just announced her first Irish tour. And I would say check her socials and website for more. She's a rapper. She's a singer. She's... She's just a, a force of nature and uh, I'm a big fan of hers and I just think uh, just it was great to see her announce the Irish tour. She'd gone to the big cities. We actually have a clip. So do you feel now with people like this having moved to this country and their parents or grandparents having moved to this country mm. that finally hip-hop and rap is a market we might be able to... Yeah, maybe to, to like corner. I was always a big At fan. Last. We we were always good. Uh, we always had great, even like white artists who were hip hop. Um, Messiah J and the Experts yeah. were a great band back mm, in the day, and should have really done better. Or mm-hmm. like, I'm not blaming them, or or but but they should have like they yeah. were much better. They were than, interesting. They were interesting, and they did some interesting. There's things. There's always bands that should do better, and you can't really explain why. It's corrupt, James. James. The band James. Sit down, James. Yeah. No. Why did they not? Why were they so... Because they had one hit yeah, and it wasn't I even that good. Uh, I, I like Laid and I liked, like... They, they had some good songs, I, I, I have to say. I find <laughs> their music surprisingly comparable to other bands who did way have better. Done do you, better. Do you do own a James better. album? No, I don't. Do you listen to them ever? Uh, no, but just, you just when threw it com- that out there. When then. it comes on the radio, <laughs> I just I, sometimes I think I that. Enjoy, I have a bop. Yeah, a <laughs> band that comes to mind. But it, it's, and you'll you probably know about this, Alison. Like I, I've, uh, as I've gotten older, I've spoken to bands like, you know, like Something Happens or mm. um, uh, uh, An Emotional Fish or anything. And you're like, you know, why did you, you know, I'd say to them, why are you not bigger than um, you should have been? And they all have a story and they all have some kind of they like excuses. In- encounter. Tom Dunn has, lo- Tom Dunn has, Loads of excuses. <laughs> well, when we got to the UK and we met our manager, and he just stole, things can get he derailed. Stole, he very stole easily. all our things, and uh, we ha- we were left with nothing. And we had to go home to Ireland. It's very hard to career. make it at a it huge level, and it gets hard. derailed very easily. Yeah. Stella Vida Mai is uh, the future of hip-hop. She's certainly the present of hip-hop in Ireland. Well, I don't know if he's the future of hip-hop, but James Blunt was on the show a little bit earlier, actually. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a new album out uh, today. Here's a track from that album, Alison Curtis, Keith Walsh. (laughs) Thank you both. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.